So I was uh, looking online, and one of the Facebook things popped up, yeah. and it had like a little sponsored thing for uh, the Van Gogh exhibit. Have you heard about that or no? I've heard about that. Well, it's like a virtual art exhibit, right? Or yeah, yeah. I really want to go. It's it's like I don't know if they're using like projectors or, or some sort of like screens, but it's it's interactive and it's like three D. So all his paintings, and you could like walk and be a part of his paintings. Oh, that's that's really cool. Do you like wear a VR headset on that or? No, 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 no. It's like it's just like the walls. There's I don't know if it's like projectors that are going to the walls, and so you just get to walk around different rooms, and each room has like different paintings. Oh, nice. Yeah. We should go. Yeah, it's in November. Uh, I definitely want to go to that, and then they I think they have the Sistine Chapel, uh, right oh. now for June, and it's like. Is it the same place? Uh, it's somewhere downtown. Uh, but oh, that one's that only twenty cool. bucks, which I really, I think I told you I wanted to go. Uh -huh. um, but that one's pretty cool because it just has literally the entire Sistine Chapel blown up. Like that might be the closest I ever get <laughs> actually being in there. Unless they make you Pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pope Joseph. Oh no, no, no please. <laughs> that should be cool. Yeah, no, there's that. Yeah, they have some pretty cool art stuff here in San Antonio. Um, they have. Have you heard of the uh, Luminaria? I've heard of that. I remember when I was uh, in youth orchestra in high school. I, I, I don't think I went. Wait, no, I think I went one time we played at that festival, but I don't really know much about it. What is that? Uh, so, Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, um, so basically it's just art based on light. So you go into different buildings or whatever, and there's, each artist has their own interpretation of creating art with mm -hmm. just light. Uh, so I remember going into this one room and they had just um, like these different types of lights that almost like flashlights across, or like in the perimeter of the wall. Mm -hmm. And then they had these colored glass that were just imprinted into the wall, but it, where the light shined through it and you could see like the images that were coming out. So like the light, let's say that there's like this uh, orange glass here and the lights on this side it just starts like creating these long shadows of orange. Mm -hmm. But they did all these different colors to create images on the wall. Oh, that's um, cool. Would it, would it be something like, uh, I just uh, remember about the show that happens in the cathedral here in San Antonio? Yeah. Where, where they project all the images? Yeah, they had that the, too. The they had that, something like that too. So it's anything with light, it's just pure art. Uh, and so they even have like projectors where like, I remember seeing this girl dancing uh, and they had a projector on her, and they had music, and, and so the image that was on her, like, just completely white uh, dress or whatever, you can see it, and she was just moving to the music. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, actually, I think light, lightning is important and in general, and it can change your mood, kind of. I don't know if you have, uh, before, if you have been in a room where light is, like, very... Uh, low or like it's very bright or my room <laughs> maybe yeah on like stage you live in a cave I guess performing on stage when like the whole the whole stage gets really bright but like the audience is dark and you can't see anyone out in the audience that certainly changes my mood oh yeah to, like great nervousness and anxiety <laughs> <laughs> well you know you so, used to play right uh, for an orchestra oh really yeah I used to play in orchestras um no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I started back in high school. I was in a youth orchestra here in San Antonio uh, called Yosa. And then I 
went to college at Baylor and played in the Baylor Symphony and also interned for a while in Waco Symphony, eventually uh, got a job in the Waco Symphony Orchestra. Oh, I didn't also know that. Played, also played, also got a job in Abilene Symphony. Yeah, so quite a number of years in playing orchestras and that's, that's what I was like originally wanting to do for a long time, like as, as a living. Uh, so I got many years of experience and really, really cool opportunities doing that. When, when did you start that, Joseph? Like playing the violin and all that? Uh, when I was 10. So now it's been 16 years. Oh, yeah. So that's why you're a master. <laughs> uh, he, he was the concert master for Baylor, right? Really? Yeah, for yeah. a few years. I didn't start off as that, but I think once I got later, like junior or senior year, then I started getting more opportunities for that. I have heard about the, I forgot the name in New York, where this uh, famous uh, place. Carnegie like, Hall? Yeah, Carnegie Hall. Oh, yeah, I've played there. What? It was awesome, yeah. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Carnegie Hall? Two times, yeah. It was, oh, it was amazing. Crazy. It was for a, um, this winter um, orchestra seminar called the New York String Orchestra. Mm -hmm. um, it was amazing. It was, it was like all the, I, I guess I'll say all like the best musicians from like around the country. Young Don't musicians. be modest. You, you, you <laughs> heard that spoke. Well, I, I was I was absolutely last chair in that orchestra. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you made it. That's what counts. Barely. I don't know how I did. Uh, but it was it was really awesome. Uh, we just played two concerts in in like the main auditorium in Carnegie Hall. One on Christmas Eve, and then the second one was like a, a few days later. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was amazing. Like, what kind sound. of music did you play? Uh, it was all classical music. So we played. Beethoven, Mozart, some Schubert. Um, yeah, nothing like really huge. Tchaikovsky. No, no Tchaikovsky. I wish. That would have been really cool. But a lot of like just smaller kind of orchestra pieces. Yeah. So who, who's your, I guess, your favorite uh, composer to play? Oh, to play? Ooh. I guess to play and listen because it is different, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, probably to play is Richard Strauss. I don't know if oh, you've heard Strauss, of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just you get to like just like play your heart out. Like, has so many moments of just loud, um, emotional moments in his Don pieces. Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's Don good. Quixote. A piece about Don Quixote. He also has a made a piece about the spoke Zarathustra, you know, by Friedrich Nietzsche. No, no, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrote a piece that's like I guess kind of based off of that. Um, yeah, but just playing his music, it just really takes you to another world and just like just fills you with so much uh, power like from the music it's put into yourself um, actually I went to a concert uh, of Andrew Ryu I don't know if you oh yeah him. Andrew Ryu yeah I don't yeah. know if you like him or not but he's uh, I think <laughs> I like he's, he's, a, he's a fine player but like just the style isn't really my thing um, but he plays a lot of uh, Strauss right I think, I think Johann Strauss yeah Johann. there's like Three different Strausses, oh, really? Like really big Strausses in the, oh, in the classical world. That's a sign that I don't know enough about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johann Strauss was, was I very there different. Was just he, one. Yeah, Johann Strauss did mostly waltzes and polkas, like oh. all those like very classic Viennese um, songs and. So which Strauss were you talking? Richard Strauss. He was. Oh, he was, uh, oh, was very late Romantic, like late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. Uh, did a lot of like huge orchestra pieces that last for like 30 minutes to an hour uh, just like really robust and who's pieces. the third one 
the third um, Strauss. Johann Strauss, either his his father or his son. Like there was a father son pair, <laughs> and they probably both cool. pretty much wrote the same kind of music. See, I really like uh, Mahler. Oh, like Mahler's those symphonies good. are just like huge symphonies. Yeah, uh, if you want to listen to Mahler, you have to have a lot of time oh, and patience yeah. because his shortest one is, I think, just a little less than an hour long. What? And his longest one is, I think, over an hour and a half. So it's very long. It's like reading a Russian novel, I like to say. Someone like told if you read Tolstoy or Dostoevsky, <laughs> it's like the same thing. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, basically. Yeah, he's, I like him because he's, well, somebody described him as, I can't remember where this quote was from, but it was basically that listening to Mahler is like drinking a wine. At first you don't like it. It's just like ugly, it's bitter on the tongue. Uh, but the more you drink, the more you get drunk off of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's exactly my experience of Mahler. It's just like when I first listened to him, I was like, man, he takes forever to just play anything. And then all of a yeah. sudden, you just start listening more and more to it. And it's just like, I can see where he's going. Yeah, yeah. It's um, also very complicated Yeah. Um, to yeah. like just to really follow because there's, sometimes there's just so much going on. You don't really know what to listen to. Yeah, I um, used to teach a class... Um, a music history class. Mm. So one of my favorite things to do was to tell the students, I guess to engage them, uh, was to tell them find like their hidden lives, what were like the scandals of oh, their time. Yeah. But there were some like ridiculous scandals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like what? Uh, I think like so Berlioz. Have you heard of Hector oh, Berlioz? Great. I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, Hector Berlioz. He was a, a French composer like mid to early 19th century. Yeah, he was pretty uh, crazy. He, he fell in love with this French actress. He saw her performing one night on stage and like immediately fell in love with her and wanted to marry her. So uh, you can add to this too because I don't know I if think, I'm getting all right. Well, before that French actress, he was uh, engaged to some girl, but okay. he got a scholarship to Milan, so he moved from France to Italy and the girl's dad didn't want him marrying him because he, I mean, it was a composition. It's not really much money. So he broke off the engagement. The dad broke off the engagement through a letter forcing the daughter to break up off the engagement. So he got so mad, he planned to go kill him <laughs> both. Yeah, so he dressed up like a woman in a carriage and had a, a shotgun <laughs> and was just like in a carriage, just ready to go. But halfway through, he changed his mind. But then he eventually found that the actress that he fell uh, something Harriet something I can't remember her name, um, yeah, yeah. but he he fell in love with her and was just completely obsessed. But I believe she was an alcoholic, and eventually they were he just fell out of love really quickly, uh -huh. um, and so they just had a terrible marriage. Uh, yeah, he wrote this. He wrote a, like a really famous piece for her, Symphony Fantastique. Oh yeah, he yeah. He wrote it because like like trying to win her over by his music. Um, but it's a dark piece. Yeah, it's like. It tells a and story like as you go through it, and it pretty much ends with, like the last movement. The guy goes crazy because he has like an opium-induced dream, and it just like has all these weird visions, and it's it's crazy. He gets a uh, what the guillotine? Like they oh, the slice, guillotine! Yeah, yeah. They slices or they cut off his head. Then it ends with like some witches and and like a hell pretty much but, that he. But the music is great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the music is. Definitely. I was getting getting encouraged by 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 his story. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, and I think with stuff like this, like especially classical music, if you know the background of the composer, it just makes the music so much better. Really? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people think like classical music and classical composers are just like very, 
like serious. prim and proper people who had just like nothing wrong with their lives, but they're they're still worse than hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and if, the way I describe it to my, my music history class was uh, basically that they they were like the rock stars of their time. So literally, that was the type of music that they enjoyed. But um, what, do, what what do you? I, I know you like music, but you also I know you draw and, and you like architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I studied architecture in Mexico uh, and art. I have been drawing and painting since I was a kid. So uh, I like very uh, realistic drawings and paintings. I like to draw realistic things. And regarding architecture, I like uh, very modern architecture. <laughs> modern? Uh, see, I'm an, uh, more of a Baroque and Gothic. <laughs> yeah, you have the look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just lighting is making me look pale. <laughs> what about you, Joseph? Um, I like both, honestly, uh, because... Baroque and Gothic? Well, like older it? older architecture, I guess you have Baroque and Gothic, but also many modern architecture, um, many many modern buildings that are out in the world. Uh, like a lot of concert halls are, are like more newer modern ones, now. Like like Walt Disney Concert Hall. I don't oh, know if you know that have one. you seen that one? Yeah, in yeah, LA? yeah. That's yeah. like I, I just really like the sleek, curvy design of it. It's it's really cool. I oh that's really cool. Yeah, I went once and uh, he's. Actually, he's one of the most famous uh, architects now. Walt Disney? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I made guess he made Mickey, so... <laughs> Walt Disney, that's so funny. <laughs> who, 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 who is that architect? Frank Gehry? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, oh how do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just Joseph. He's a renaissance <laughs> man over there. <laughs> you can surprise me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty cool one, but... Uh, like the Guggenheim also in New York. Oh, like the, all yeah. The circles uh-huh. Have you been in the Guggenheim in um, Bilbao? No. No? Oh, well, when I was there, uh, I was actually kind of like what you said before about knowing the story behind the, the, the creators uh-huh. uh, or, the, or the creative mind. Uh, and uh, in that sense, I was trying to find the story behind the Guggenheim in Bilbao. And they told me that uh, at that time, because that building was made with titanium, uh, which was a very uncommon material uh, in okay. architecture. So that was the first time that they were going to use it and they, they didn't know how to cut the material. So they had to use wind turbines in order to cut the, to cut the, the pieces so of the, yeah, I know, <laughs> of the metal. <laughs> a lot of work. I know, that's why very expensive, I guess. Oh. So, and you worked on like buildings and stuff, like you designed buildings? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, most of them were like apartments, offices, and uh, also houses, but yeah, most of them were tall buildings. Where was you? In Mexico, most of them. Who's I, the architect for the museum at Mexico City? The museum at Mexico City? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like this famous which, museum. Which museum there's a lot? Oh, I don't know. Or, or how is it? Uh, is it I like an umbrella, kind of? like without No, it's like an there? older... I can't remember. Hmm. I'm probably making this up. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, well, I was told that whoever did the, the, the Mexican City, like the National Museum for them, mm-hmm. also did the architect for the San Antonio Library here. 
Oh, oh like the big red one? Yeah. Oh. It's the same architect. I just can't remember yeah. which museum in Mexico City. You know what I'm talking about? Ricardo Legorreta. Oh, see, I'm not making it up. <laughs> oh, actually, you surprised me too. Oh, I know San Antonio. <laughs> I can see that. As well as Mexico, right? Uh, only parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think about those? Do you like the colors? Because I have noticed that here in the U.S., uh, it's more uncommon to see those kind of buildings, like very, uh, how do you say, with a lot of colors and all that. That it's not common. That it, yeah, it's not common to see those kinds. Yeah, those kind of it's, I think it's here true? it's more. Yeah, it's. I think San Antonio is unique because they try to. I guess with the architecture here. They try to stay a little bit more historical. Mm -hmm. So anytime like these modern buildings try to be erected, like the what is it, the Frostbank one, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I heard that they had a lot of trouble <laughs> trying to get really? that one built. Yeah, uh, because that's a cool building. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an awesome building, but um, it's it, because San Antonio is so historical. Yeah. they try to preserve that. So you mean while. Uh, they were getting the permit or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard they had trouble. I don't know how much, but, but yeah, like we have the oldest cathedral in the nation. Here? San Fernando. San Fernando. San Fernando. Yeah. Is it the old one? The, the oldest? oldest? That's what I was told. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ah, I didn't yeah, know and that. that's so close to the Frost Bank building, too, and like such a contrast <laughs> <Yeah>. of styles. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, and, and the building that you were saying, the colorful one. Uh, oh, what, the, is, what is that? The San Antonio Library. Oh, uh, that's a yeah. It's just a library. If you go in there, it's pretty awesome. I like the I like the color schemes just because it like it plays off the light of when like sun setting or sunrise, and see so see the shadows and stuff, and, and and the colors pop out differently during different times of the day. Yeah, actually, I went to one of his exhibitions in one of the museums in Monterrey, and they had all these uh, models, and uh, actually, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, I really like that that architect a lot. So do you? Okay, so I I know something about you. Hopefully, you don't mind me sharing with Joseph. But um, mm. like I know you keep a journal, and it's like your your like your I guess like your personal journal, mm -hmm. a lot of your prayers, stuff like that. But you include, and uh, this is one of the things I love. I wish I had the talent for. Like you include your art in that journal, right? Yeah, well, I, I actually, I'm trying to, to do that more and more because it helps me to understand things better. Uh, and it's a way to uh, take things out of me and put, it, put them uh, into a paper and see them and almost touch them and all that. And, and put order inside of your internal chaos. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you describe one of those like uh, pictures that you've drawn in your journal? Like the sketches? Or yeah, yeah, the sketches. Like yeah, well, um, let's see. So I have been using, for example, brain mapping. I don't know if you have heard about that. Yeah, like mind maps. Mind maps, maps yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so that's a kind of uh, diagrams or sketches where you can understand better or your brain can understand better uh, the, the way things work. Uh, so basically like circles connected with other circles or uh, with letters, so it's a, I, I think it's a combination between letters and, and text and uh, diagrams or shapes and figures and mm -hmm. also colors. I like to use colors also, like I have a, a red pen, a black and purple. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So yeah. you just write in different colors depending on on the importance of the things. Oh, so when I read through it, I know what's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go straight to the important <laughs> to, to the good stuff. Uh -huh. Now, see, I, see, I wish I was able to draw more. I draw a little bit, but not too much. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've drawn, but uh, one of the things that I, I guess, enjoy. Oh, I love music. So one of the ways I express myself is through music. I, I, um, uh, and also by listening to music. So when I pray, one of the things I do is um, I'll put on a song that's expressing more of my emotions, but it's usually a classical song because that's what I played. Oh, that's why you are always sleeping, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why my eyes are closed praying, not sleeping. Oh, now I get it. When we're in the chapel, he always... Uh, yeah, he's always like this. And I, just, <laughs> I, I, just hear the mu I just hear the music and... So oh what? So it's he at the same Thomas really Chapel. <laughs> it's the same Thomas Chapel. Yeah. And so it's like a circular uh, shape, and so the chairs are all looking at each other. And uh, Bernardo, I guess he sees me. I have my. I like to pray, pray with my eyes closed, and I have my headphones. So one time, he literally, <laughs> I didn't know he walked in because I had my headphones. He just walked straight in front of me, and he's like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and he never. I didn't. Well, I can't hear. I can't see. And I just happened to open my eyes, and I genuinely got scared. <laughs> <laughs> and he was with a blanket, and oh, wow. like, like an old lady, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just brought your coffee. My coffee. Oh, I got my bubbly. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, so uh, what about you, Joseph? Like, how does music help you to connect uh, with God or prayer? Or is there a way when, where you can link those two or yeah there's so, so much um there's so much music out there like sacred music that i've just come to love so much just because it's it's like so transcendent it just uh i guess aids you in um i don't know how to say it it just elevates you yeah like, just elevates it throws you into a different space right yeah 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 i don't it's, know how to describe it but it's just yeah, that that's for me. It's like always been the great thing about music is like how it can just take you out of where you are and just like transport you to another place. Mm -hmm. See, uh, I, I didn't realize how much it does so until we didn't have music for mass <laughs> for the longest time. No, I agree with that. <laughs> and you can ask everyone, and I I would say almost all of them thinks the same. It, it it made a difference, and then when we slowly started bringing music back into the seminary, it was just like instrumental. And, okay, I, I think you're very similar as a musician. So it was when we were doing that uh, Ave Maria, the yeah. Bach one. Yeah. So I was playing piano, you were playing the violin. Yeah. And at least for me as a musician, and I think you may be similar, is like you really focus on the mistakes because that's how you've been trained. Mm -hmm. Like mm. you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always your own worst critic. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I, I mean, I finished and I, I was just like, oh man, this is... This was terrible. <laughs> I can't even. I don't want to listen to it. Uh, but it was just like okay. I, I, I kept focusing on like okay, I did this wrong? I did this wrong? I could have done this or this. And I didn't. I wasn't. It's harder for me to pay attention to, or to enjoy the music because I've been formed, I guess, that way to critique myself. Yeah. But after mass, uh, was it JP came up to me, and he's like, he was just saying how much he was, how happy he was that the music was there, and he felt like it was, like it elevated him to the altar. He's like, I felt like I was part of the mass in a way I haven't been for a long time. 
I was like, did you hear me? <laughs> it was bad. But in, in, but but I think it goes to the effect like music can, like you were saying, elevate you and bring you out of yourself. Yeah, same with me. Like people were just saying like it helped them to go into prayer so much easier. Um, I remember the first time I played at Mass here was the meditation from Thais. Um, and then Jonathan, he came up to me after. He was like, you know, besides receiving the Eucharist, hearing that music was like the best thing. The best thing. I was like, oh man. Was, was he crying at the end? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you poked his eye. That's why. No, yeah. Actually, I think uh, that's a very good point because I don't know if, I mean, you can sense the difference if there's no music at all mm. uh, versus uh, mass with music. Like, it makes a lot of difference. I'm not saying that that's the m most important thing, but it helps a lot. It helps a lot. It enhances. So yeah, much yeah, exactly. But I think it's all the arts. Like, so if you got music, you got like just art in general, paintings or, or like stained glass windows and no, then the architecture yeah, itself. Yeah. Or like a pretty uh, chapel or yeah, a church. Exactly. It's not the same to be in a pretty uh, like gothic church Yeah. than an, an ugly church, you know? Like, do you feel different if you. Uh, go inside a gothic church than in a than in an ugly church for example oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> like even like walking into san fernando like if someone like walks into it the first time they can just see like their eyes are just taken in by all the imagery and all the like grandeur of it um seeing so much beauty in the art around I, i'm sure it's just like makes them think of higher things mm -hmm. yeah i really like a uh, little flower oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah and it's like they're still renovating and stuff but there's something about like just the way it's built the architecture it's it's just puts you in a different place it's one of my favorite places to visit uh and to pray and they have like this uh basement where they have like, this hidden chapel mm. so it just like just the way it's designed like you have to go downstairs to this long corridor and then you finally hit the chapel at the end, and it's just so secluded. But at the same time, you find people there who are praying, uh, and it, it's 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 such a peaceful place. But it's just the way it's designed that that makes it what it is. So the thing that you like most about that is like, uh, kind of like the distribution or or like the the finishes or everything in, in general. For the low flower, I think it's mm -hmm. just the way it's like distributed. Like there is that. Wherever, where they celebrate mass up top, mm -hmm. uh, but you would never, I didn't know for the longest time there was a basement. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know about that until you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was told that there's a paint because there's a painting of St. Therese there, that this, it's a painting that one of the sisters of St. Therese uh, had, so they have that, supposedly that's what I heard, but I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but yeah, so like you wouldn't know it's down there unless if you literally just had to go to the restroom and explore, <laughs> like I did. Actually, I just remember, I don't know if this happened to you or not, uh, in the ordination of Ed and Paul, mm -hmm. where the church is like circular. Yeah, St. Francis. Uh, yeah, St. Francis. So uh, there was a time in which I was confused because I didn't know which was the front, which was the back. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Like It was a little bit confusing because we're not used to to be in a circular church. I don't know if something like that happened to you or, or, or not. Yeah, when I first walked in, I was I was confusing. I had never seen a church designed like that before. Uh -huh. um, but I don't know. It was, I'm still unsure. 
about <laughs> how you feel. Yeah, I think it's designed to like have the community be more communal, yeah. to, to be able to be more connected. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, honestly, it, it would affect me if I went every Sunday. I would feel like someone's looking at me. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so it, I think it depends on different spiritualities myself. Oh, okay. So if, if your spirituality is, is more of a community or more of like a this uh, solitude, it, it, it affects mm. where you want to go. Mm. Yeah, because each one has its own advantages and disadvantages, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, and every person is different, so you're not going to find a perfect church yeah, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Same way as, as music and as art, like it's very subjective sometimes. Yeah, no. yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, the only thing is that, uh, lastly, I just want to talk a little bit about like beauty in general. Like, uh, this is what I have noticed that, for example, if you ask a person, hey, uh, do you like to be in a sunset or watch the, uh, watch the beach or, or something like that? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. <laughs> I hate sand. <laughs> no, go on. I'm sorry. That's why you're an old man, bitter man. <laughs> bitter. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, like I mean, beauty in general, like it helps people, or like almost everyone likes those kind of things in nature, like beauty in nature, also as well. There was uh, this one director... What do you think about that? No, I agree. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to go off of with this one director. Then we had this guest conductor for one of like the honor stuff I was in. Mm -hmm. um, he said that art is what makes us human. And so I think that that's what you're saying, like the beauty, what attracts us is it's, it's our humanity. It's like we're attracted to, to beauty because it's a part of us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because at the end... Uh, the other day I went to the Niagara Falls and I was amazed by that like I can I can uh, sense like one of God's creation like in nature and I could sense God more in a more uh, different way so I think it helps a lot but it was nice to have this conversation uh, yeah. yeah that's been good yeah and so uh, just wrapping up, for all of you viewers out there, uh, please subscribe to our channel, uh, check our Facebook and Instagram, and it was just nice to be with you, and definitely with you. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. Yeah, likewise. But I guess we'll be uh, seeing each other soon, and y'all yeah. out there too, so. <laughs> uh, Very good. All right. All right. Have and a good evening, guys. You too, and enjoy your next vacation in the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh,